0: Hey, Nikki. Hey, Selena. And hello, everyone. And welcome to Sweet TNTV, where Selena just realized, I just talked about myself in the third person, that I didn't say hello, everyone, in our last episode.
1: Oh, no. That's
0: rude. That is so rude. I didn't mean to. Hey, y'all. Hey, Hey, y'all twice since Selena dropped the ball. I know. (laughs) I got one word on my mind right now. Food. Yeah, actually, sort (laughs) of. I was going to (laughs) say Picnic. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it is food. It is what I'm thinking about. I mean, a picnic by itself isn't food, but it, anyways, um, that is, uh, for those of you who aren't here in person, that is our theme mm-hmm. that I've set up for us downstairs today, is a picnic theme. And She insists on a theme. I like a theme. I like a theme. And, uh, well, because picnic day is, what's today? The 22nd? April 23rd. <laughs> it's
1: oh, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, that's a good tip. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe I need to do a picnic tomorrow.
0: Yeah, Well, and they're fun, right? And we're, I love a picnic. We're, we're in the place where picnics uh, make a lot of sense because the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, We have uh, just nine months of picnic weather as long as you can handle the
1: heat. Yeah.
0: But right now, we've sort of been in a pretty good weather time because there's been a lot of rain. Not good for picnics, but good mm-hmm. for keeping the heat at bay. It's true. Which we need. But I was going to say, before we get into the episode, and because I'm hungry, and it's, when I'm hungry, I want to talk about food, like, do you have uh, a favorite picnic item hmm. or something that you love about picnics?
1: We'll see if I got any of the food right. That'll be one thing. Oh, interesting. Uh, you know, when you say the word picnic, what, what I remember, like what it triggers in my brain, is when I was a kid, we would go to like middle school, high school. We would go to Stone Mountain for the laser show, not infrequently. Like Mm -hmm. we would go at least once a summer, sometimes two or three times a summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was just a really fun way to spend the afternoon. And we would always do a picnic. And it was usually like KFC fried chicken Um, and all the stuff that comes with that mashed potatoes the biscuits and everything and I am not a big fried chicken person or I haven't been historically Um, I go through waves did we talk about this recently where I go through waves for fried chicken Mm -hmm. and so when you say picnic the first thing I think of is I remember sitting there with my family on the blanket with fried chicken in front of us and I think picnic fried chicken is very good fried chicken Like, it's been sitting for a little while, which sounds not healthy. It just sounds really bad for you, but it's cool. We didn't die. Um, And so it's, like, a little bit cold, but not cold because it's Georgia in the summer. Um, And it just tastes really good. And I love KFC biscuits.
0: They're good. They're good. Well, and so, and there is something maybe about being in the fresh air, too, that
1: just makes the food a little better. It is a little annoying when the bugs come about. See, I love to eat outside. Oh, okay, I, could say, eat, I
0: love the bugs on my food. It, it,
1: gross. I could eat every meal outside. I love it so much. Kyle hates to eat outside. He, he hates the bugs. He hates the heat. Like, he just does not it's enjoy it. Much. But, like, I've brought Landon along with me, and Landon and I will just sit outside in the summer and just eat watermelon on the front porch. Like, mm-hmm. we've got nothing else in life to do. So um, southern sounding of you. Just so lovely. Uh, we just really love to do that. So, I love to eat outside. And I think you're right. I think there's something that makes the food taste better.
0: Yeah, it's hard to kind of separate because as I was like trying to think like, well, what do I really want in a picnic situation? Like I, my mind tends to go towards like the barbecue kind of food. Yeah, for sure. Like
1: I was thinking macaroni and cheese too. Yeah. I love mac and cheese outside. Well, you'd have to get out of my house if you didn't. And fresh Fresh fruits. Like watermelon. Yeah. Well, and you do, I'm like, you want it to be light. Like mac and cheese. (laughs) If we sit here and talk long enough, I'm sure I'll land on whatever's in your refrigerator. (laughs) Any food is good by me.
0: Well, so I was thinking it's like, for me, it's like all the salads, chicken mm. salad, egg salad, potato salad, fruit salad, mm-hmm. but like I'll eat some brisket, deviled eggs, mm-hmm. deviled eggs, really hand hol- helps yeah. to make a lot of a lot sense. Super messy. Yeah. Even though like, but a, m- a bunch of the stuff I'm naming could also get really messy, but like anything that's like on a cracker mm-hmm. or some cheeses. Oh,
1: crackers and cheeses are really good picnic food. Mm-hmm. Pimento cheese just I'm hungry uh <laughs> you know it's funny that you say that I was just thinking I, I love a picnic again like I just love to eat outside and I'm remembering crackers and cheese I totally forgot about that I used to do that before Kyle and I had kids on the 4th of July we would try to go like see the fireworks somewhere and I would mm-hmm. bring picnic food the 4th of July is a really big picnic day for me because we also we used to go see fireworks when I was a kid and we would take a picnic with us what did we ge classic americana too
0: although shout out to ashley and peter who picnic literally once a week i bet
1: oh good for them they are huge picnickers in ireland
0: well in here too okay here, even here, here too mm-hmm. oh There was like a, i think there was like a little park down the street from them and they would go all the time but it is very frequent for me to get a polo from her uh like marco polo and she is outside having a picnic with him and they're letting their dog run around and sky I weird weird just calling i always think i, I can
1: dog. trick kyle into it so i'll be like oh you know it's just such a beautiful day we're at swanee town center and i'm like oh they have those tables and look they're covered what if we just oops sorry what if we just went across the street and grabbed a pizza and brought it back and he's like or we could just go sit in the restaurant and i'm like oh yeah we could do that too
0: i think so i think that might be um like because i don't think of that uh, felt weird talking about <laughs> I'm like, here's my thoughts on Peter. But when I think about like Southern men, they are often in Southerners. Okay, like, uh, you know, we have high heat, and we have AC. And in Europe, there is no AC. And I just feel like maybe they're not like the culture isn't to just run inside to the air conditioning. You know? Yeah. So I feel like there's more comfort with being outside. It's like more built into their growing up experience. Right. Whereas here, like it's hot and you're like, screw this. And
1: you go inside. That's true. That's true. It still is kind of crazy to me to realize that there, like my sister lived in uh, Massachusetts for a while and mm-hmm. the places she lived didn't have air conditioning. Sure. I didn't even know that was a possibility. Like I just thought we Same all had air too. conditioning. It's crazy mm-hmm. to me. I had no idea. Yeah, I it's
0: unimaginable here. It is unimaginable like yeah. there would be
1: deaths. Yeah, yeah. there have been when the, sure. when there's like a hurricane and the air conditioning the electricity goes out there are people will die yeah. yeah
0: All right well my other favorite thing about picnics just real quickly to say is the aesthetics of it all like mm. I sort of evokes this imagery of like spring and like gingham and like I don't know it's just nice. I it's love a wicker picnic basket. Good. that's probably what's downstairs or something in that vein I think you're right I think it is wicker pieces oh and I just also want to say a big huge thanks to my aunt I've wanted a picnic basket for a long time that's actually new that was a Christmas present oh uh, you're breaking it in with me I haven't used it yet I didn't even think about that Uh, sorry you know what's funny is like as I was setting this up today like so many times when you're coming over I feel like I'm unintentionally romancing you like that time we did the Julia Roberts overture. one. Yeah. <laughs> and you had made like chocolate covered strawberries and stuff oh, yeah. and
1: champagne.
0: You I don't know. know what's happening. Yeah. I don't
1: know. We're not getting dated so. by our husbands enough, I think is the problem. Is that
0: what's happening here? I, I mean, I don't even know what's that. I just, I mean, maybe. Um, But like, I was just laughing. I was like lighting a candle oh, before we were getting here this morning. I was like... There's like fresh cut flowers. That those are from Kate. Thank you, Casey. Um, those are from Casey. He brought those home last night, but like or two nights ago. Um, but just putting all that together, and I was like, "Am I creating a date for us <laughs> again?" <laughs> oh no. Speaking of dates, we have a date with the sugar bakers. Ah, oh, there you go. I thought you were going to say who okay. have a date with the salespeople.
1: There you go. That's where I thought you were going.
0: Who have a date with a new car? Van, I tried. I don't know. I know you, you want tried. to talk about this episode? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you tried. Okay. So this episode is Designing Women Season 4, Episode 17, called Oh, What a Feeling. So we've got a Hulu-Selena description mashup this week. When the sugar book, The <laughs> sugar is when the Sugar Baker Ladies are forced to purchase a new delivery van to deal with a difficult client, negotiating for a great deal turns into more than they bargained for. Air date January 29th, 1990. We're calling this one A Whiff of Desperation. Is written by Paul Clay. This is the first of four episodes he'll write. IMDb says he wrote on two other LBT shows, Evening Shade and Hearts of Fire, and he wrote for the Arsenio Hall show. Uh, And this episode was directed by David Traynor. So we have some trivia, possibly some tea. Paul Clay was married to Pam Norris from June 25th, 1989 to March 12th, 2010. They have two children. Uh, We've also hit a trivia point we first talked about all the way back in season one. The actor who plays car, car salesperson Stan also played Charlene's manager Galen King in episode 17, Nashville Bound. So general reaction, stray observations. What you got, Selena?
0: It's just another one where we've talked a lot about how Mary Jo has grown over the course of the series. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one where, you know, it was a really interesting way to put that on display. Like her, like a a show of
1: strength, if you will. Mm -hmm. What did he call Mm -hmm. her? The big gun or something? The big guns. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What about you? I thought this was kind of a genius storyline. Mm-hmm. I identified personally with both the car salesman plotline and also the Mexican bargaining experience. Okay. So I really appreciated that thing we've talked about before with comics, how they can tap into the mundane and make you realize the absurdity of it all. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt um, in this one.
0: You're telling me you've bought a $600
1: orange? no okay. the opposite so I one have had the experience of walking out of a car dealership and thinking they're going to follow after us and they don't where they're just sort of like okay you don't want to spend that much money nah. fine okay I've also had the experience of swooping in and saving a deal we had a car salesman literally tell Kyle if she weren't here right now I'd be selling this car to you for more money but she's oh, giving me this look like tactic she's gonna let you leave and I don't want you to leave I want you to buy this car so can we make her happy I loved that. And then in Mexico, I had heard you're supposed to bargain. So I was trying to buy Kyle a sombrero and they told me it was $20. And I was like, I only have five. And he was like, five it is. And I handed him a $20 bill. And it didn't occur to me how ironic that whole situation was. My stepdad goes, you can't tell someone you only have $5 and then hand him a 20 And I said, to be fair, I told him I had $5 to spend on that. Mm-hmm. I had $20 total, but only five of it was going to go toward a sombrero. To be fair
0: of your story of how you make yourself
1: right. To be fair, yes. (laughs) Correct. To be fair to myself. So I just appreciated my general reaction. And it's the only one I have to this entire episode is that I tapped into that whole experience. All of it made sense to me.
0: When you said the whole experience, I thought maybe you also felt like the salesperson. Like at some point you had sold a car and I just didn't know it. I used to be a car salesperson.
1: Did you not know that about It also happened. No, being a salesperson is not, that will not. mm. Ever, no. I feel ba- I feel bad with the tactics you have to employ to sell sell things to people.
0: It it, it would terrify me. But you know, like, well, Casey sold cars for a while mm-hmm. before he was in finance, and um, and one of my best friends, um, a pa- patron of the show, Alyssa, also sells cars. And she wouldn't do it Can't for do it. years because she thought it would be just so scary. But I just, I do think certain personalities are really good for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it does need to be like, I think for to be a little bit more successful, down to earth, charming, um, not like, because there is sort of this stereotype of like, a, you know, this guy.
1: This guy. <laughs> this guy right here. Like, I've worked with realtors before and car salespeople before. Like, I appreciate if they're just really honest with me. I have Julia's approach to buying a car, which is like, I have a certain amount of money I want to spend. Yeah. I have a certain expectation of the car I can get for that money. And I am very reasonable. My husband is not a reasonable car buying person, he has expectations like, out of control. I'm like, you cannot spend that amount of money and expect to get that level of car. Like it's just, it's, that's not even in the same universe. And he's like, no, I can't. We're negotiating. And I'm like, you're not going to negotiate $15,000 off of it. I'm getting
0: a $5 Porsche today. Exactly.
1: It's just outrageous. So I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where I'm willing to pay probably more than I need to pay just to not deal with the experience. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want to deal with it. And I just... Just leave me alone.
0: I think that's right. So, like, I, yeah, I really felt Mary Joe on this one. I mean, just because this idea that, like, well, I have been in that situation before. I was with my aunt. I didn't know she was going to do the whole, she was, like, helping me buy my first car. Mm-hmm. Had no idea she was going to pull the, like, walk away thing. Mm-hmm. And we walked away. I, like, almost started to cry because I was like, no, I really want you this really car. really wanted it. Yeah, we were out in the parking lot. She was like, shut up, idiot. Like, it's not, exactly. Exactly what she said. It was probably pretty close though, and like, and then they came, and I was like, "This is like dating." Like, I and I did it This why I didn't do it. This like I don't want to play
1: games. I don't like the game.
0: No, just what are you?
1: Can we just like not? I and I'm not playing a game when I walk out like I really just want to walk out like Mm -hmm. if you've made it that complicated to the point where I don't want to do business with you I'm happy to just walk out I'm not trying to play a game it's not a tactic for me it is a self-preservation method at Mm -hmm. that point I am trying to save my sanity and I've been on Kyle thinks it is a tactic to get a car so we've been in the experience where we tried to walk out and the guy was just like have a good night and he was like (laughs) like halfway down the road he's like I really thought he was coming after us thought that man was going to come back for us (laughs) it's a real hit to your self-esteem too like you want to be wanted they don't want you
0: that oh that is is rough (laughs) that is rough my friend (laughs) well they really have one more general reaction which is like this really was like a i i I like this episode but it was very Mm bottlenecky in so many senses of the word um especially that you know they're trapped in this dealership Right. or a large part of the episode. But I did think it was really smart because I think this is a scenario for the very things that you and I are talking about right here. It's something that people can identify with. It's something they can relate to. And so for that reason, I think I think it's a crowd pleaser, if you will. So mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I was thinking. And then I was also like thinking about this guy's sales techniques, mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. of those. And so the second If I had been in there, the second he started talking about, like, all this other stuff, like, trying to make people comfortable... Like, no. let me show you my kids. Let me right. show you my, you know, or he wanted to be my friend. That would have automatically, like, that's a red flag on the play for me. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to say, too, that I don't often talk about the cut lines, but for me in this episode, I thought that this was really significant. When Anthony gets to the dealership and they're conferencing in the ladies' room about what to do, Julia underscores what we've been seeing, and that's that Stan isn't really nice. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, like, an, a, a bad cut to make, honestly, because... Um, we learn through those cut lines that he is more patronizing even than it lets on. And, um, and, and, pr- and because they're, they're women. So, you know, I think and they're like in there, like formulating the plan, I guess you didn't really need to know the plan part, but I thought like painting that picture of just like the kind of person he is, like I, I needed a little bit more cause he could have really just been a nice guy. And I thought it was a little less clear without those lines in there.
1: Yeah. I didn't through most of what they were showing, I didn't take away patronizing. What I took away was just like slimy like trying to tap into like trying to be your friend and for me that like you said is an immediate turn off mm-hmm. but not trying to be my friend cuz i'm a woman like you just trying to be my friend just trying to make a sale yeah so mm-hmm. so what about stray observations so this one, it could have fit in uh, Southern references, but I think it's more important to say it here. Um, so we like to give the show credit. Um, in this case, I guess it would be Paul Clay. We're giving credit for knowing Atlanta like they've lived here. They typically pull some deep cuts. We're like, dang. So in this one, he call- he talked about 285 uh, in Charlene's comments at the top of the episode, but he called it the 285. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, we don't call it the, so it was a little bit of a miss fire for me. Of course then I found it on IMDb as a piece of trivia after I watched the episode, but I want credit for the fact that I got it in the first place. About the 285? The 285. Like yeah. immediately oh, like, I heard it and I was like nobody calls no. it the 285. Absolutely you just not.
0: call it 285. No, I think but don't they call it the the 405 or whatever? Yeah. So I wonder if like some of that was like happening. I think that
1: was in the IMDb trivia. They said like um in California they tend to call the highways B. We just don't call it that. Yeah around these parts we just call it 285 that's right
0: i don't think we'd ever heard that ted and mary joe lived in mexico when he went to medical school was that new information that felt like
1: new information but maybe i, I just thought we had heard it in the first season. it didn't surprise me i thought okay. we had heard it in the first season
0: i knew they had like a not like for, i remember the like her talking a lot about just how hard it was and everything but i, d- I didn't remember a location
1: huh. well, now i'll have to look that back up oh good let me know what you find out It won't be now because you'll hear all my clicking.
0: I also wanted, I guess I could have put this in Southern references, but I didn't. Miss Fricky sounds like a very specific type of real Southern woman, especially backseat driving with Anthony, placing a coffee order when he walks a mile and a half to the Waffle House for help after the van breaks down. Just like very like. Oh, sugar, can you just go get me a coffee and I'd like some two sweet loaves in it. And I don't know. I could just see some people I grew up around and I was like, ah, oh, yes, I know them. Oh, that's funny. I should just sound like a mean woman to me. But that's funny. I don't even think it comes from a mean place for these individuals that I've known. I think it's more of like just a lack of like, social. Awareness. well, of course they'll want to
1: do something for me.
0: Of course they will.
1: They're here. He's walking through the pouring rain. Why not tack on an errand?
0: It's also (laughs) the sweet low that just made it very, I was like, ah, okay. (laughs) Uh, Julia telling Suzanne to stop (laughs) popping her cleavage on Stan's desk to further negotiations. It only confuses him and he keeps retelling a story about summer on the dairy farm. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. I'm sorry. I skipped down to my likes. (laughs) <laughs> anyways, it was so great Uh-oh. no matter
1: what. It's it, it's true. Uh, we got major rain fashion in this episode with the women each wearing a rain jacket to shop for cars and their jackets matched their outfits. Oh,
0: So like Charlene's
1: yeah. was a very specific color palette and so was Julia's. Mary Jo's was obnoxiously floral, which did not match her outfit, but played into the humor of Anthony having to wear it. So sure. I gave it a pass.
0: I see. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, there was another cut line, um, in Mary Jo and the car dealers exchange. So just more that like what you were talking about her being a little more like to the point with him Mm -hmm. right after she told him, you're gonna have to pluck that chicken yourself. Um, this was also said, uh, dealer prep, no options, uh, huh. corrosion package. Give me a break. Um, And the guy says, you know, I think I hear your cab honking out there. And she says, hey, you know, when you get rid of all these extras, it's not a bad price. And the guy says, you know, I haven't seen, shown you pictures of my kids yet, have I? I've got three kids. Do you have kids? Yes, I do. A daughter 16 and a son who is nine. Not even he would fall for this gasoline charge. So I think I hated that we didn't get to see more of Mary Jo, like really going to town with this guy over these extra charges. And also as a person who hates an extra charge, I was like, get him, Mary Jo. Get him. Make it
0: right. <laughs> that was my last stray. Oh, okay, I had two more. Now that I'm <laughs> back in the same, in the right section. Only that oh, one about. Gosh. Only that one about the dairy farm was in my likes. Um, but so Anthony's exasperation after being on the road stra- stranded, and he just he's just like comes in. And he's like, and then this, and then this. It's literally me at the end of every work week, <laughs> and. I like also that part where he's like, sure, absolutely. Anytime, but like never again on God's green earth mm-hmm. is uh, my life motto. And then I do it again. So it doesn't really matter. There you go. And the very last one is warming up under the hand dryer hit me in a in a certain way. Oh. I, it's just like a favorite pastime for me. If I'm like really cold, I would go into like the restroom and stand under the hand dryer to get warm again. Oh, oh it's just me. Yeah. Oh, okay. At least in this room. Yeah, in this room. Never? Really? Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Ah. I try to spend as little time as possible in the bathroom at a restaurant. Well, it's not
0: just a, oh, a
1: restaurant. Just anywhere
0: where there's a hand dryer and I'm cold. Um, uh, so let's get back to officially what we liked. <laughs> it's a oopsie poopsie there. Uh, I just want to say I really enjoyed the writing in this one. So I just thought there was a lot of really uh, good interactions. It felt... A lot of it uh, felt nice and genuine. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was just good. Mary Jo talking about salespeople like just being down there. Like, hmm, I smell four women coming in. I can't wait to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, like all I don't know. It was just really nice and crisp. Suzanne's rant on how hard it is to be a salesperson. Oh yeah. That was funny. You think I just stand out there and say, yeah, here's some lamps. And some, <laughs> don't you just want to come on in? I don't remember exactly what she said, but the whole thing was good, including ending in sales. It's not pretty. I am, but it's, it's not, not. <laughs> again, that dry pan, Suzanne, we get that in this episode and I really enjoyed it. And then this is my last one. Charlene losing it and telling the salesperson, like she just breaks down that they're desperate for a yeah. man. I just really understood that negotiating style
1: so well. Yeah. <laughs> I The script writing was the biggest thing for me. I liked at the beginning of the episode, Julia said, thank you so much. You've been no help at all. I just love that. Like, I just feel like she didn't say it in a mean way. She just said it in a matter of fact way. And sometimes sure. I feel like we just deserve to tell people who are helping us that... Especially, there are just certain people, you know, don't really want to help you. Yeah, and then they proceed to not be helpful, and you just deserve to tell them that you it's don't deserve the, to be mean, but right. you deserve to tell them that. It's
0: with a high amount of frequency. Yeah, yeah. as a someone lot.
1: who will follow you to the ends of the earth, you'll get <laughs> my money back. <laughs> I liked when. Uh, Somebody said, just let her start her life anew on the side of that highway. Like you said, it was just, everything felt really natural. (laughs) I just, I thought that was such a funny, like, just let her, just let her be there. She'll be okay. (laughs) And then uh, my last one that I really liked was when Mary Jo said, even in Guadalajara, they don't have the nerve to charge a processing fee. Mm. Again, as a person who hates a processing fee. I love that so much. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, she had some zingers. What about things that we didn't like? I didn't have anything. This, Again, it's not because it was such a like, amazing, like, Oscar-worthy or Emmy-worthy episode. Just I didn't have anything I didn't like.
0: It was just an entertaining 1990 sitcom. And sometimes that's an okay place to be. I This is one I mentioned in our last episode that, like, in this run of episodes, there were some times where it just had a little bit more of that play feel to me where, mm. like, oh, now we're going to try. Uh, all the women go down there. Then Anthony goes down there. Then they all try again. Then Mary Jo comes in, like where it just kind of felt like. But this is very nitpicky. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. So uh, with that in mind, do you want to rate this sucker?
1: Yes. My scale is back end workers. That was in Suzanne's. I'm a front end person. You are back end people. That was really funny. I gave this episode a 4.5. I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, I thought it was relatable. I thought it was funny. I really thought it was redeeming at the end, which I appreciate. I love letting Mary Jo kind of swoop in and save the day. So it's not quite a five because, again, it's not like Emmy-worthy. But when it came time to rewatch this one, I actually was excited to rewatch it because I thought it was just – it's just funny. It's just silly funniness.
0: I feel like I'm going to have to do a little – on. Uh, talking about it, this is one of those situations too where I, I've also realized how much more I enjoyed it. Just Oh, are you changing your score? It. I am. I'm, oh. I'm bumping it up to a four out of five.
1: Oh. Yeah. Was, bumping it, it, bumping was it, it up 3. from what? 4. What did you bump it up from? 3.4. 3.4, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, my rating scale is summers on a dairy farm. And that part just really made me laugh. And I just, again, I think I'm, I'm right there with you. I just really like seeing Mary Jo win. And um, while I really enjoyed it, again, it's just, I, it's really hard to uh, come off of some of the higher points that we've had this season. Mm-hmm. Where this just doesn't feel like just a run-of-the-mill, good, enjoyable episode.
1: Mm-hmm. 90s things? The most on the nose reference was Mary Jo pointing out to the salesman that although he was trying to pitch that brand new 1989 van pretty hard, it was in fact a it was in fact 1990 at that point. That was the only thing I had.
0: There were just some ideas in the beginning, like the whole setup for this episode. I just can't even imagine it happening in Atlanta today. Not that it wouldn't happen anywhere. If you're in a rural area, absolutely this would be the case. But this idea that like. In the entire metro city of Atlanta, they couldn't find a van rental. Mm. Is almost like unbelievable to me. Unless we were really having some kind of a crisis, which does actually sound. I don't know. Maybe it's exactly sounds pretty what would believable, happen. right? Take the pandemic a supply chain of, issue, right? Um, but like, or this idea that they just they couldn't get a cab for hours because of the rain, like the cab aspect of it. But it just, it's so easy to get like Uber or Lyft, wherever you are. It's just hard to believe. Like, I could call here, and there, there's at least a few running around in Gwinnett. So. Uh, and then a checkbook was another one <coughs> that was up there for me. I also had Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal here, Uh-oh. but I'm quickly looking uh, because I'm not sh- sure that it actually published in the 90s. Yeah, published in the 80s, so that's my bad. That's an 80s thing. So, nothing. And then Southern things, what did you have?
1: Well, we had a pretty significant Waffle House reference. Uh, the car dealer was from Dallas and went to Georgia Tech. You just mentioned this. Uh, I put sweet and low in Southern things, not because I necessarily know that it was Southern. I probably should have Googled that and I didn't. But my grandma used to have that. We used to just dump it on our cereal, our rice checks before church on Sunday morning. Uh, It just feels Southern, right?
0: Sweet and low is the preferred sweetener of grandma's.
1: Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. When Splenda came along, they were like, no thanks. I'll keep on with my... With the pink stuff. That's right. Uh, And then the car dealer offered Mary Jo a Coke when she sat down.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, you talked a little bit about 285. I'm just going to say that also in the show notes, my contribution is like a lot of things have happened on 285. It's a fascinating place. And my favorite 285 story, which I may have talked about here before and I just can't remember, but this time you can go look at the story if you want, is the baseball player who missed a start in 1982 because he was circling 285 looking
1: for the stadium, who ran was out of that? gas. Pascal Perez. Okay, Kyle told me this story actually last baseball season. And
0: they started calling him Perimeter Pascal and Wrong Way Perez.
1: Plus it's hard though. He just got his
0: driver's license. So I feel kind of bad for him, but also like 285. It sucks.
1: I was just <laughs> telling you this last week that 285 confuses me because if <laughs> you're in certain parts of town, it's 285 north and 285 south. If you're in other parts of town, it's 285 east and 285 west because it is just a big circle. But that requires requires you to know where you are in proximity to the city. And if you don't know where you are that doesn't really help you and then you don't know if west is actually it's just very confusing and Then you're dealing with the
0: personality of drivers right so you have some people that they get over eight miles in advance and they will just sit there in that lane just waiting to get there and then you have and i'm putting myself in that category just to be clear and then then you have the people who at the very last minute like zoom over and because 285 is confusing those two personalities yes. together are terrible and then just a, a normal driver that's just trying to get get over in a reasonable amount of time is kind of screwed
1: and there is a um stereotype which i believe is actually true that some people like the majority of people who drive on 285 believe that it's named that because that is the speed limit and they drive 285 miles an hour and To your point, then they're whipping and weaving all across I hate driving on 285. Anytime we have somewhere to go, and if you want to go see the Braves play, now you have to go on 285, and it really cheeses me off because that is a terrible highway. It is a terrible stretch of road.
0: I don't imagine any time in this lifetime that I'll be driving to that stadium.
1: When I I'll be a passenger. got my driver's license, I think we've talked about this, I think before on here, I failed in Gwinnett County. So someone told me if you drive up to like somewhere north of Marietta, maybe like Kennesaw or something, if you drive up there, that people there are really nice. Go up there. To get My stepdad made me drive on the way there and we had to take 285. And for an unlicensed driver, 285 is a death sentence. You should not <laughs> it's very, do it. It's scary. It's terrifying. It's it is really, yeah. really scary. That was a terrible experience. I'll never do it again. <laughs>
0: I am not going to let you blow past Waffle House.
1: (laughs) How dare you? I think I'm scarred now. I'm afraid I won't say all the right things. No, no, no.
0: But you can't blow past it because it's like, it's a Georgia thing. Um, In fact, I'm like really surprised it's taken them this long to reference it because it's such a Georgia thing. And knowing that I know we've gotten like Denny's references I'm like, we're not Waffle House. But anyways, the first one, for those people who do not know the glory that is Waffle House, the first one opened up here in Georgia, Avondale Estates, 1955. Um, We'll link to Fun Nuggets in in our show notes. Um, But I, so I don't, we're not going to talk about the history and all that. I just wanted to ask, do you have a go-to order there
1: at Waffle House? Yes. Um, I think I usually get the, um, well, now I can't remember what the combo is called. Is it an all-star? Yes. Okay. The all-star. Okay. Thank you.
0: I'll help you. I'm- it's all right. I was what? the menu
1: last night. For some reason, Chick-fil-A is in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. And then I am simultaneously processing something I did s- several seasons ago about like fast, fast food. food or like, mm-hmm. so it's all going through my head at the same time. But yes, at Waffle House. And I, for a very long time didn't order my hash browns any sort of way. Like the scattered, smothered, covered felt somehow too like insider's baseball to me, Um, but Kyle introduced me to it. So I just like want everything on the hash browns.
0: Uh, I'm having 10 thoughts right now. So the first one is, that was your first Nikki's Nibbles, okay? Yeah. And that that was season one, episode two. That's been a long, long, long time ago. I recently looked it up because I was trying to make sure when I did my fast food segment that I wasn't stepping on yours Mm. because that would not be great. Um, So, but like you said, it's been a long time. So I, I have a pretty good memory. And even that is getting into the territory of, eh. So, I was a patty melt person. Oh, that was oh. always my go to order, like what as a kid. An interesting choice. Have you ever had a patty melt? From at a there? waffle place. Have you ever had a patty melt there? It's just an interesting choice at a waffle place. I didn't have a waffle there until I was like 25. That is wild. Yeah, I never went there for waffles. In fact, most people I know don't really get what they're the hash browns, I feel like are the more classic choice at That's Waffle true. house. I will say today, let me be very clear. My mom would always get a pecan waffle, so I would like mm-hmm. take a bite and I, I was like, it's fine, it's fine. Um, but now I love them. They're
1: waffles. The plain waffles are very
0: good. They're, it's like cake. It's very, so if very you like good. cake,
1: you're gonna like these waffles. Um, but when, as I kind of got older, I went strictly breakfast. And I think that's where I struggle. Mm-hmm. It's really challenging for me to order anything other than breakfast at a traditionally breakfast place. Mm-hmm. Like Cracker Barrel, to me, is a very traditionally breakfast place, to yes. me, in my context. Sure. So when I see the person next to me ordering, like, I don't know, what are they, a meatloaf? I'm like, really? Meatloaf here? Really? They have pancakes. Why are you getting meatloaf? It's just weird to me. So it's hard for me to process that. Cracker Barrel has a lot of different kind of food that's good
0: but also I struggle to only because not that I not that I think it's weird it's just that I'm always going to veer back to breakfast because I just can't let it go I can't let go of biscuits that's what it boils down
1: to we actually went to IHOP last weekend very unexpectedly we ended up there eating dinner and everyone at our table ordered breakfast yeah because but they have tons of like actual food on the menu but mm-hmm. going to ihop it would ne- the international house of pancakes would never occur to me to order i, I don't steak steak mm-hmm. and eggs like steak and eggs is not a breakfast food to me mm-hmm. to me i don't know i just got pancakes yeah i just like pancakes i definitely consider steak
0: and eggs a breakfast uh thing but it's not a breakfast steak, cheese. Yeah. steak at breakfast yeah. i just i can't yeah can't do You're it. a real hardliner. I, I am. I'm
1: a huge breakfast traditionalist.
0: So, um, the other thing I was going to say, it's funny that you went ahead and went to the scattered some other covered thing. You can get eight different toppings on on the hash browns, and so I. Let me be clear. I haven't been to Waffle House in three years. It's mm. like not a place I go frequently. I honestly
1: don't. I wish there were booths we a little more comfortable. And like, I wish it weren't so freaking cold in there. They do make them cold. That's intentional. They want you to eat more. And you eat more when you're cold. Smart. Smart. But yeah, it's, it's miserable. Like my yeah. son um said recently, my son is five and said recently, I want to go there. But isn't that place cold? And I was like, it's the coldest, man. It doesn't get colder <laughs> than Waffle House. It's uh, always cold. It does not matter what time of year you go. It is always cold.
0: You got to feel... So a certain way for the short order cooks, though, too, because they're standing over like basically a grease pit. So mm-hmm. I, bet the, I bet you that gets hot. But, yeah, well, that's a tactic. So anyway, scattered, smothered, and covered is like traditionally what I would do, too. So I thought it was funny that you said that. I think that is probably the most classic things. Smothered with onions, covered with cheese. I had a, like a, a mini brain fart there. And then
1: one day I got it all the way. Have you ever gotten your hash I don't know what the other toppings are that you can get. I was sick.
0: I was sick. I mean, it's uh mushrooms, peppers, oh, chunked as yeah. ham. This is new. Chunked, I when I about was that. little, like I don't remember there being gravy or biscuits. Biscuits and gravy got added later to the menu, I think. And so now, on top of all of this other stuff, you can get because you can also get chili on them. I think you can also get gravy on them, and I'm curious. Like, because I when I that. did the last time get all the way, I did, their gravy wasn't an option. And so, I mean, I would take a bite, although I'm just going to tell you, brace yourself, you will not feel very well afterwards, but it was delicious. So do you get cheese and gravy?
1: That I would be so, all the way?
0: If it's all the way. I don't know if I like that.
1: Cheese and gravy is the one that gets you, not the gravy and the chili. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, sorry. I cheese is ingrained in my head so chili hadn't quite made it there yet yeah
0: uh, yeah something to think about I don't
1: know and the cheese they do for anybody who hasn't been there it is literally a slice of like craft cheese just laid on top they don't even try to melt it oh I mean like I think it's, um, like try to uh mix it in in any sort of way or right. disguise it they literally just put the just slice put of cheese on top, on
0: top. Mm-hmm. and I mean it's I think there's a A method to the madness with the American cheese because it is like it's not cheese (laughs) and it just melts so easily (laughs) because it's like it's something. I guess we won't craft won't be calling us anytime soon. That's okay.
1: I mean, I didn't say I didn't like it.
0: Oh, no, I like it. (laughs) I don't know what it's doing to your insides, but I like it. Uh, okay. So, yeah, that I just had to cover it, I had to talk about it, Nikki. I had to talk a little bit about Waffle House. It's good, it belongs to us, it's ours, but we share it. A lot of the South.
1: And like, yeah. It's like Chick-fil-A all over again. There's one in Times Square now. So we're sharing it with everybody. As we we should.
0: Export the good things. Export the good things. So references that we need to talk about. Do you have any? Mm -mm. The only thing I had is like the whole thing that like sets this off is the reason they're desperate for real for the van, like aside from getting Anthony back, but really it was because the client was going to get their like everything they had done for free like Mm -hmm. all of the furniture because of this deal that Suzanne had made like this idea of a free job if the delivery wasn't there by midnight that night Uh, and they mentioned that she got the idea from a pizza ad and I'm pretty sure she's referring to Domino's which was get your delivery in X amount of minutes or get it free that was their huge push back in the day I don't think they do that anymore
1: that's it all right, well, next episode, season four, episode 18, Anthony and Vanessa. We'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage Instagram and Facebook at Sweet tea and TV. Our TikTok is at Sweet tea TV Pod, and our email address is sweet Pod at gmail.com. Our website is www.sweitetv.com and you can find ways to support the show there, um, including uh, through our support Us page, and you can tell your family and friends about us or rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. And come back Thursday for Extra Sugar. We're inspired by that really nice bathroom at the car dealership we're going to talk about
0: the world's fanciest bathroom and
1: how about uh, some applause for nikki who has
0: to rip off the hardest words to say back to back to back to back to back
1: at the end <laughs>
0: of every happens? episode it's just a lot it good should just you. be
1: ingrained in my brain like i should just be able to say it i don't know what happened i i don't know <laughs> thanks selena. anyways
0: good job nikki <laughs> thank you and on that note you know what that means what does it mean selena we'll see you in the bathroom all right oh Bye. <laughs>